Welcome to Much More Much Year with Pup Duffy and Kara Lane, an Aunt Imagination production. Guys, I am here with Phil and we're here to talk about sleep, walk, kill. And I really wanted to dive into Justin's mind frame for a moment and ask, do you suffer from sleep disturbances? Is that where this, uh, this came from? <laughs> um, no, I actually don't. Um, uh, I mean, back in college, I used to stay up all night and sleep all day, but um, I don't. Uh, but I've always been fascinated with uh, dreams, and I do know a few people who used to have uh, night terrors, and they would literally wake up screaming. Oh, and also, my wife, uh, which is kind of creepy, you know, it can be very creepy. You can have conversations with someone uh, who's sleeping. They don't remember. They don't remember a word that they they say. So, yeah, no, I feel you on that. My ex husband was the same way, just talking and groaning all this weirdness and it's just yeah it's weird i suffer personally uh, i haven't thank god i haven't had it in a long time but sleep paralysis that's like a that's an event <laughs> that's a not a nice thing to go through oh my gosh you're not kidding oh man yeah <laughs> that sounds terrible. i mean i i suffer from sleep apnea but that doesn't sound uh anywhere <laughs> near <laughs> Sleep apnea, what's the worst that could happen? You could stop breathing and die. I mean, come on, stop stop being a drama queen. (laughs) (laughs) What about you? Well, I I I get uh I get some pretty some pretty bad night terrors. It's been a it's been a little while and I used to uh really self-medicate to avoid night terrors. But uh uh luckily I'm with somebody who's very understanding uh, that if I wake up screaming, uh, it's it's actually okay, and uh, the ha- it doesn't mean that the house is burning down or, or nothing like that. Right, and they don't wake up and like try to karate chop you because <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly right. They know I'm not a uh, a, a sleepwalking homicidal maniac, so. <laughs> right, which ironically is what this film is about, and. This is a clever concept because, I mean, we had Nightmare on Elm where, where crap happened to them when they fell asleep. But this is turning it on its head. This is don't fall asleep or you're going you're gonna to ruin your family and your neighborhood. You know, you're going you're gonna to go on a murderous spree. And the fact people with insomnia are like, oh, no problem. <laughs> I got this. Right. <laughs> But I, I'm like, no amount of coffee. I don't think, <laughs> I don't think I could stay awake. And I'm sorry to my family, but I would probably, you know, wake up and kill you. So what I thought was pretty cool as well about the film is it, it seems like, and I don't think this is a spoiler alert because it's in the trailer, but it seems like this phenomenon is prompted by this, this uh, sound anomaly, right? Which is something that is true has actually happened. Now, whether or not it's prompted, you know, uh, murderous tendencies is to be determined. But I liked that you you wove reality into the fiction. Well, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't say on maybe that scale, but yeah, you know, yeah. so they hear the sound and then it kind of just rewires their brain. And so, yeah, then they have to 
they, if they fall asleep, they first they sleep and then they walk and then they then they kill. So yeah, hence people. But what was interesting? And for people listening, if you hear Justin going in and out, he's in the middle of nowhere because he's he's fled. He's getting away from all of his sleepwalkers. But what I thought was interesting as well, and you mentioned the sound thing. I mean, Cell did it with the cell, you know, the cell phones. Um, and I think the happening was kind of like that, where nice. this naturally, hopefully occurring thing sets off a chain of events. And Bill plays the part of Edgar, who is just, to my, to my point of view, was just kind of trying to like, survive and figure shit out. Right. Would you say that's an accurate representation of Edgar Bill? <laughs> oh, yeah. He had enough going on without all this crazy stuff happening in his life. He's up to his nose and family drama and, and stuff going on with his ex. So f- for that uh, extra layer of, uh, of violence <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and, uh, and, and rage, he's just, uh, uh, why not just put that on Edgar's day? He's already uh, putting up with enough you know right i mean breakup is hard enough right <laughs> oh totally oh so let's, you know let's potentially maybe kill each other if we fall asleep and something that justin did in in the script and in the film was something that made me go oh my god he has a point um i don't know the character's name and i apologize but she's pregnant right and it's like they keep waking making sure that the baby's awake and speaking of my ex-husband, I was telling him about it. And he was like, what's the fetus going to the baby going to do? I'm like, you don't know because you're a man. <laughs> and that, yep. that baby could cause some damage. But I was like, wow. Think about it. You don't think about the freaking squirrel in the tree, right? <laughs> you don't think exactly. about a cockroach. All of these things, most things I would think that are alive go through some sort of wake and sleep cycle. But that butterfly could be out to get you. <laughs> Very true. I don't think they sleep. Fish don't sleep. But, you know, theoretically, everything could be out to kill you, which is kind of cool and frightening at the same time. You know? Yeah, you're right. The sequel should go into the animal kingdom. There you go. You're welcome, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> I think we lost him for good. He's like, I'm gone. Bye. So tell me, how did this come to you, Bill? Like the script shows up on your desk. So I, uh, I was lucky enough to prior to this movie, I got casted in a in a in a fringe festival play in Philadelphia where uh, Samantha Russell, who plays uh, Addie in the movie, uh, my character's ex wife, she she attended the play, and then she and I knew we knew a lot of each other from doing sketch comedy in Philly. But I guess when she saw the play, she was like, hmm, maybe Bill could bring uh, what we're looking for to this Edgar character. So uh, super grateful to Samantha for that, uh, thinking of me that way. And then she sent me the script and the first couple pages, I'm like, well, I don't know if I can show this to my mom. Uh, <laughs> and then, uh, but then at the, fir- the more I read, the more I understood that this was a movie with ideas and uh, not just the run of a, uh, you know, run of the mill guy killing people at a summer camp type of type of deal. This was um, a thoughtful and thought provoking horror movie. So the more I read, the more I was invested and, went oh uh oh i I gotta step my stuff up if i'm gonna uh be the guy in this movie i better try to 
hurry up and figure out how to act. <laughs> right. So is your background in comedy then? Yeah, pretty strictly uh, comedy. I, I'm from Philly, did a lot of uh, stand-up and improv and primarily sketch comedy in Philly before moving out here to Chicago, where I am now uh, pursuing those those same things, uh, mostly sketch and, and, and improv out, out here uh, in the Midwest. But yeah, so it was it was kind of a kind of interesting to see when the that comedic background served me, and when somebody had to step in and intervene a little bit and say, "Hey, maybe don't be a go- somebody just died. Maybe don't be a goofball right now." You know. Well, you know, and I advocate for humor and horror. I mean, I feel like if it's done well, it's like it's a little. What do you, what's the word I want? It's, it's like a respite. It's like a, a little relief from the intensity. Yeah, absolutely. Plus your, a, your film to be like a Shaun of the Dead, something can't be something, you know, you know, wink, yes. wink, funny horror. But even in films like this and, and heavy horror films, if there's a moment of like levity, you can, okay. Yeah. And then that next scare is going to be that much more effective because you've you've let your guard down. Whereas a movie operating at a ten out of ten intensity, it's only gonna it's got nowhere to go. So to be able to to drop the tension a little bit with a uh, maybe the the legendary Wid in our movie who plays Uncle Pat, maybe he's got a one liner that makes you giggle. Your your guards down a little bit, so the next time something scary happens, it's that much more uh scary it's so much it's got such a like a, a bigger impact it's like you thought bam <laughs> you know? totally absolutely you know and i think you guys very well like you said with uncle pat it's like it's kind of like flipped in there it's not in your face it's not like hey look haha it's like yes isn't that isn't that the best like, i always say this but there's oh my god it's Oh, and the regulators, uh, Richard Bachman, Stephen King. There's a, oh yeah, quite a few parts, but there's a specific part towards the beginning where it's a shit show. There's a lot going on. If you've read the book, you know what's going on. And there's a part, there's a line in there. It makes me laugh so hard every time. And the first time I read it, I laughed. And my mom looked over at me. And she looked at like what I was reading, and she's like, "Why are you laughing?" I'm like, "It's funny." <laughs> so I think. It's so, I think that they go hand in hand, humor and horror. I think they go hand in hand. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. And uh, I've kind of figured that they both are uh, trying to elicit like a physical response from the viewer, either a laugh or a scream. And timing is so important to both comedy and horror. So even though I might not have had experience being in a horror movie prior to this, I did have a little bit of like, uh, okay, so this same template of setting something up, having it pay off, it works in horror too. Absolutely. And, and you're right, because like, I was going to ask you about improv, but also it is, it's setting, you're setting up the joke, you're setting up the scare. There is, totally. a, going back to the comedy thing, do you prefer like, we're going to use air quotes, scripted comedy or the improv. I prefer whatever pays best. Uh, <laughs> no, 
No, I uh, I have a lot of respect for for both. I do a lot of improv and a lot of scripted stuff. Um, I, I had for a really long time. I hid behind scripts and I wouldn't quite allow myself because improv you, you can really screw it up and, and nobody let where if I have a sketch that I'm writing and writing and writing over the course of a month, I'm pretty confident with it by the time it gets up. So it took from me a little bit more um, confidence to start improvising more seriously in front of more people. But now I'm, I'm so grateful for the, uh, the, the little tools that I have in my tool belt now from, from studying uh, people who are, who are great at improv. Right. And as well as now you have the experience of being on a feature film. And a lot of times I don't, well, improv is, but like when you're doing stand-up, right, or you're working your material, it's you, the audience. You're not really playing. I mean, I'm not a comedian. I know you guys play off the audience a little bit, but in regards to like the plan, this is doing at this moment in time, I'm going to say this to you. You're going to say this to me. This is going to happen. So that like the improv and the working on a film has to be a little bit similar. I would think, except one of my favorite shows to watch back in the day was uh, whose line is it anyways? And I love it. Yes, and I'm a major, I'm that girl that loves the bloopers. Like, I want to see what totally. we're, right? Mm -hmm. I think there's something so wonderful about the improv setting. Because, like, Ryan would say something, and then Wayne would have to be like, oh, okay, well, we're going we're gonna to go this way. Totally. So going into a feature film as your first real, real, real acting, you know, experience, you're like, I got this. I can roll with it because if they say and it doesn't quite land the way it's supposed to. Hey, what if I you know, or what if I do this, or what if I'm? That's pretty cool. Totally, it was so refreshing to get to do things over again. Whereas I'd I'd spent you know all my time being on stage, where if you don't nail it, that's it. Uh, <laughs> you don't have a second chance. Then I uh, I show up at a uh, at Justin's house where we shot the movie, and if I louse something up bad enough, he could go, <laughs> "Let's try it again," and this time. ABC instead of the XYZ that you did and it didn't wasn't what Justin was also very good at picking language that didn't make me feel bad uh, ever. He, he was really great at being like uh, different rather than good or, or bad. So I, I, I owe him a lot for that because it uh, he was able to uh, have the gentle touch that it may have taken to, to get a good uh, uh, piece of work out of somebody who's acting in a movie for the first time. So, I don't know if you can still hear us, but thank you, Justin. <laughs> In the Poconos. But um, you're right, though. I think a lot of times, and whatever situation it is, if someone comes at you negatively about your performance and they're like, oh, my God, that was horrible. You really, really want to do better? I don't think so. I'm like, oh, you thought that was bad. I'm not going to do that now. But to be able to come in and, and even if it wasn't exactly like what you pictured as the director, as a writer, be like, I love the energy. Let's try it this way. Totally. And like, that was the worst thing I've ever seen. You should probably <laughs> quit acting. No. And just be like, I thought it was cool, but I feel like, yeah. I mean, it takes a really soft understanding touch to be that kind of writer and director, I think. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I was uh, super grateful, as was the entire cast, to have somebody at the helm that created a uh, very safe and very trusting um, environment. Because very quickly I learned that, like, all right, yeah, if I listen to Justin, he's not going to lead me astray. He wants this movie to to work the best that it can. So uh, it was cool to have somebody that I trusted giving me direction. Right. Absolutely. I wish, I'm sorry that we lost him, but for everybody that is listening, Justin wrote an incredible script, directed this incredible film. It's very, very good. There, I personally, I'm not going to say what it is because it's a spoiler, but there's a moment in, in this film that I don't like. I think yeah. I know what you're, you're hinting at because that's been a moment uh, that a lot of people have really responded to. And I was, that was kind of, again, when I said that as I was reading and I saw that this was a a script with ideas, if we're thinking about the same thing, this is one of the ideas where I was like, well, I never seen that before. You know, it was a, it was cool that way, but I could also understand how you wouldn't like it at all. I don't think you're meant to like, like, oh, this is my favorite scene. You're meant to, (laughs) it's meant to repulse and repel. And so well done, Justin. That was a job well done. Cheers. Because yes because there's a great portion of humanity that doesn't like things like that. So to do it and be like, ah, eh, I'm doing it. It's like, Oh God, I hate it. But I got to see what happens next. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Going way back to the beginning of the conversation, you said you were from Philly originally. Yeah. Yeah. Born, born in the city, raised right outside of the city in Bucks County. Nice. So are you ecstatic that your baseball team is in the world series? It's <laughs> they're not making it easy for me. These Phillies just when I think that, uh, uh we're, it's cut and dry going to be a, then the, they, the, you know, they let up another win and now it's tied at two, two. I'm <laughs> lucky enough. I, uh, I, I can't, uh, I don't have anywhere to watch it right now. Uh, it's so, my my acid reflux thanks me for that because I'm not so caught up in it as I could be. Whereas, oh my gosh, in Philly, whew, I was home just last week, and even uh, even the first the first game in the series, I <laughs> I saw there's a uh, Penn State University has a satellite campus in Brandywine, which is just a little bit outside of Philly, and there was a uh, they were able to. I guess the the science wing of Penn State Brandywine published the readings on the their seismograph, and it looked like an earthquake when Bryce Harper hit a home run. It registered uh, that the 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 city jumped up and down like an earthquake, and uh, that's it's neat to be <laughs> from somewhere like that. It's also nice to step away and view it from a distance. You're getting your, your information kind of secondhand. So it's kind of, it's filtered before. <laughs> exactly. It's not having quite the emotional hold that it has on the rest of the city. When I'm all the way out here in Chicago, which is nice because having, having lived through the Eagles winning the Super Bowl, safe money is staying away from Philly if the Phillies win this year. Yeah. Well, listen, I talked to somebody uh, last night from Philly and when I was setting up the interview, they were like, hey, can we do it at seven? Because the Phillies play tonight. And I was like, yeah, okay, no problem. And 
side tangent, just Philadelphia stuff. Um, his parents own a funeral home there. And he was talking about, uh, there was a funeral on the day that like the Eagles won and everybody in the funeral was like, Woo! you know, it's like, Oh my God. Eh, but, poor dead guy. <laughs> well, his, his take on it was that um, it would be something that the deceased would have appreciated. Oh, there we go. That's good. They're not a Cowboys fan laying in their casket, getting uh, a bunch of frenzied Eagles fans cheering around them. <laughs> little embalmed finger goes up. <laughs> You're all getting haunted right now. <laughs> but, and it's so funny to talk sports for one quick second. I'm in Florida, and what do we have? We have the Tampa Bay Rays. I think that's it for baseball. But I've always been – well. I was originally a Dodgers fan and then I became a Red Sox and then I became a Yankees fan, but I was following players. (laughs) So. Oh, that makes sense then. And, and now all of my favorite players from the Yankees have retired. So I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good on baseball. Yeah. Um, Might as well. That's a, that's kind of how I was with i I'm a big pro wrestling fan. And I know after a while, all the guys that I liked uh, had moved on to greener pastures. And then I stopped watching for a couple of years. Oh, okay. Listen, we're not going to get into wrestling, but that is something that is so you're either a massive fan of it or you think it's the dumbest thing ever. It, there's no in between. There's nobody that's like, it's okay. It's like, yes or no. It's funny that way. And I'm back in it. I'm, I'm all couldn't be more on board, uh, with, with pro wrestling right now, but you're right. I, I do. Um, find myself having to defend it more than a basketball fan would have to defend basketball, uh, which is a shame, but I'm also super used to defending uh, horror because just like pro wrestling, it's kind of not given the same credit as a lot of, uh, I guess other sports or other genres in this instance are. uh, So it's, yeah, I spend so much time being like, no, 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 just give it a chance. <laughs> <laughs> Who is biggest, like hottest wrestler right now? Uh, Roman Reigns is the name of the world champion, and he is the uh, the Rock's cousin. So no that's his, uh, Yeah, yeah, they got the the Rock's like whole. He's got a, a whole lot of family that's in the involved in like the current WWE product, and Roman Reigns is getting ready for a big battle this weekend. He's going to wrestle YouTube superstar, Logan Paul. Uh, yeah. Why don't big deal? <laughs> exactly. And I think that, that the WWE is hoping you're not alone. Tons of people that aren't familiar with their product will go like, Oh, I know Logan Paul. I'd watch him get beat up by yeah. <laughs> Roman Reigns. <laughs> so it's a, it's a fun time to be a fan. That's Oh, see the rocks family was like, well, it worked out well for Dwayne. <laughs> You know, totally. and even even prior to uh, the Rock, his his father and his grandfather were were pro wrestlers, so it's been in their in their blood. And uh, he's got yeah, his whole family tree is uh, is interesting to look up because I didn't know that they were all related when I was a kid. And I'm like, whoa, this guy's this guy's related to him too, and that she's his cousin as well. It, it's a really I can see how. If I had a cousin who had as much success in an industry as The Rock has had in pro wrestling, I would probably try to do that same thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. 
Like, you know what? And it's so funny you mentioned Logan Paul. I don't know him from YouTube. I only knew him from uh, The Masked Singer because <laughs> my son is a huge fan. Oh, no kidding. Okay. So once I saw like him on The Masked Singer, I was like, who is this? And then I looked him up and I'm like, he seems a little bit of a hot mess, but he's trying to get his shit together. That's the, that's the impression I have. Yeah, it's, he's definitely not, he's like viewed, he's, he's got tons of viewers, but he doesn't, I don't think he, I, I could say that he's somebody that's like adored or well-loved yeah. by his, uh, his view. I think a lot of people are going to tune in this weekend, hoping he gets his, uh, his butt kicked by Roman Reigns. Right. Well, and that's the thing we're going to, I think, but I think they were finding that they had to be stupid, right? They had to be outrageous mm-hmm. to get the views. And I think he, he got a little older and he was like, well, maybe I don't have to be as stupid, but totally. I think you're right. Because I think some of that sticks around, fortunately, when you're, when you're stupid, when you're younger, you know, and they're like, yeah, he does ass. <laughs> He's still got a little bit of that on him. Uh, that's for sure. But you're, you're right. He's, I, the guy's doing something right. Got yeah. way more money than I'll ever hope to have. So good for him. Yeah. And I think that's, I think it's good. And if Justin make it back, he's going to be like, what the fuck are they talking about? But <laughs> things that were very popular when we were younger. I, I like to see them make a resurgence because at the end of the day, wrestling is fun. WWE. Totally. It's fun it's entertaining they're not i think it's half and half i don't know this is just my opinion i think it's half and half half real half acting right but yeah they're not really hurting each other you know what i mean like whereas box the goal is to knock a motherfucker out right that's horrifying to me (laughs) that you can leave a ring with like damage you know yeah wrestling is fine as long as the kids aren't trying to reenact it in the living room I'm chill with it. That's my problem. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. There's uh, the best wrestlers don't hurt each other. And uh, because they know, oh, I got to fly to the next town with this guy. I don't want him to be all angry with me. (laughs) When I look across the plane aisle and he's got a black guy going, I hate you. And I'm going to kick your ass the next event for sure. Well, what is up next for you? Well, right now out here in Chicago, uh, I just wrapped up training at a second city uh so i've i've put together a a sketch comedy team out here and we've been uh grinding it out doing as many live shows as we can and then i'm gonna talk them into being in uh a horror movie that i've that i've been writing and uh that'll be more a traditional slasher has doesn't have a title yet but i i'm hoping to put something together that people will feel as proud of as we've felt about sleepwalk kill. You caught the bug. You caught it. Absolutely. I, I had the bug well before uh, Justin brought this movie into my life and it was kind of just uh, like, Ooh, I've fulfilled the thing, like the, not that there was a empty hole in me or anything like, but there was a, uh, I was like, ah, finally I can rise to the occasion that I've been waiting for and studying for my whole life but yeah now that i now that you you are right though now that i now that i've done it once i'm definitely going to do everything that i can to continue to be around horror movies for as long as i can and i'm hoping somebody will 
check this movie out and be like, oh, that guy didn't screw up too bad. Let's get him in my movie, you know? Well, listen, in all seriousness, you have some, you have some real moments in this film that make you like, as a viewer, make you go, ooh, it makes you pause. It makes you really appreciate your performance. So I just want to give you major kudos for that. I know you had a great script to work with, but there are some oh, thank moments. Thank you. That one that we're not going to talk about is one of those moments where it's just like, ooh, and, and I think you did a fantastic job. Your, your loss of horror virginity acting experience. <laughs> ah, it means the world to me. Thank you for, for saying that. I, uh, Cause it is a, there were, I, I showed up with a lot of insecurities. I was, I was really fearful that I would, um, wouldn't be able to be the face that Justin saw when he was writing and stuff like that. So it's been, it's been really, really validating. And I really, really appreciate the, the, the kind words. So thank you for saying that. Oh, I mean it a thousand percent. And I love that you were able to do it. Like you said, validate comfortable. And I think with a couple of exceptions, I think in the horror community, specifically the indie horror community, there is a bigger sense of family and support that is reflected in the films. I say it all the time. You can tell if people working on a film don't like each other or w- didn't work well together. It's, it's there in the final project, you know, in the final product. And then this one, you can tell. You can tell it was a supportive environment. It was a creative environment that you were, were you were free to like share your opinions, even if they weren't necessarily taken. <laughs> but you totally. were you were allowed to. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Can people follow you on social media? Absolutely, uh, they can find me at Bill Rick B I L L R E I C K. Uh, whether you want to find me on Twitter or Instagram. You can find me on both. You can also search for Sleepwalk Kill on either of those platforms to connect with us there. One of the most fulfilling parts of this whole movie's process has been connecting with people over social media and finding out like, oh, you, you like this part. And, oh, I, I, that was one of my favorite parts to make about this movie. And just staying in touch with people who, you know, we sent out um, a screener at some point. And it's just been like, really, really nice to feel like we were in this tiny little town in Yardley, Pennsylvania. And we kind of like shot a flare up into the air to see who would respond to it. And it's been really, really nice to have, you know, complete strangers take time out of their day to like a tweet or to send us a message and, and have a kind word or even like <laughs> even if somebody is like eh, it's a crappy movie i'm like yeah but you you watched it you watched the whole thing so I, we got you there buddy uh, yeah and you haven't and then most of the i've noticed that most of the people who don't have a kind thing to say about horror movies that our horror movie haven't ever made a horror movie so it's kind of easy to take that with a a grain of salt and but for the most part everybody that's responded to it has responded positively and that's that's felt really nice because none of us were really sure what was going to happen to this we wrapped uh production shortly after that the whole world shut down for the pandemic so justin had plenty of time to edit it and uh a couple times during the editing process he'd reach out for a little i don't i don't know that he was seeking encouragement but that's what i hit him with because he was just like i don't I don't know what this is going to be or what's going to come of it, whether I'm just going to put it on my hard drive and store it. And so I had to like do some serious pep talks and then I had to find out about the world of distributed movies. And that's how I kind of 
got to put on a producer cap uh, for this movie too. And we worked with, uh, I, I built a relationship with Terror Films is the name of the company that, that uh, distributed this this movie. And they've been um, just what we needed as, as people, you know, as far outside of the, the system as you can be. It's been cool having, uh, they feel like our boots on the ground out in LA uh, doing their best to, to kind of share what we made and get more eyeballs on our work. So I'm, I'm grateful to them for the, what they've allowed the, the different ways they've allowed us to take this out into the world and ensure that we get to share it and not just have it exist on somebody's hard drive. Yeah. Well, Terror Films, they've released or distributed a ton of amazing films. Well, if you're sleeping on Terror Films, do not. Some of the best horror films I've seen have been via them. Yes, it's your acting, it's Justin's writing and directing. But with a company that goes, I like this, let's get it everywhere. You're like, blessed. Absolutely. Uh, the the um, fellow that I was in contact with the terror film his name is joe i found out uh he uh was from philly too so we uh, immediately were able to establish a like a, a nice rapport and a little bit of a friendship that made all the professional stuff so much smoother so I, i've got nothing but good things to say about terror films and i agree with you if you haven't taken a look at their filmography they got titles like the taking of deborah logan and hell house llc which are these like prestigious uh you know movies that get written about all the time so it felt like a real get for this crew to have them uh say like yes we would like to represent your your movie and take it uh to the the next step so it was a again i only have wonderful things to say about terror films they've been they've been really really good to us and it feels cool to be um part of a history of movies that includes those those titles that, that you were saying, like they got, they got some hits under their belt. Yeah. I mean, uh, what do you think? What do they call that? Prestigious company. It's like, you know, Ooh, yeah, we are up there with them. Totally. Totally. And especially coming from, from yard, you know, Yardley, Pennsylvania, like we were, it just, <laughs> they didn't treat us like a bunch of yokels, which is really nice. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, and it comes out November 4th, um, basically all streaming platforms. I'll read you a list because it's a, my understanding is it's like a tier. Uh, oh. a t- so first on uh, 4th, which is tomorrow at when we're recording this, on November 4th, it'll be available on Amazon, Google Play, Apple TV, Vudu, and Microsoft Movies. Nice. Uh, after, after that, my understanding is they take a little while, see, see what it does on those platforms before they roll it out on some ad supported streaming services. So examples of those are like your Tubi or the Roku app stuff where you, you can watch the movie for free and it's just going to have some ads uh, breaking up the interrupting the, the plot. So we're, we're excited to see it uh, grow. Absolutely. And I think that's pretty cool. Just personal aside, you mentioned the ads, nothing pisses me off more. I'm, However, I'm cheap, but nothing pisses me off more is seeing ads. I'm going to call them out by name because I pay $25 a month, $25 a month for Philo, right? Every five minutes, there's two and a half minutes of commercials. I'm like, what exactly am I paying you for? 
streaming services, get your act together. If we're paying for it, don't give me no ads. <laughs> I agree with you. Last night I was uh, just sitting there thinking about making the the upgrade to I, I subscribed to Peacock. That's where I <laughs> we were talking about wrestling. That's where I watch all my wrestling. And they got it's you either pay four ninety nine to get some ads or you can pay nine ninety nine a month to not get any ads. And I had to really sit there and think like, ah, is it worth me? Is paying an extra five but maybe i'll wait until i i have my next job lined up before i go pay an extra five dollars for wrestling every month that's the thing though it's like it's dollars it's dollars it's you know you're right there in the center you can't justify it. those ads are killing- luckily when it comes out on the fourth it'll be on platforms that won't be uh that won't have any ads on it if you watch it on amazon they're not gonna interrupt the action thank god amazon as much as we like want to be, you know, crappy about Bezos and, and the shitty, you know, situation with the workers and stuff, Amazon is kind of where it's at, unfortunately. Other platforms, if you just step up your game a little bit, you know? Exactly. We, we're, we're looking at you, Pluto TV. Yes! <laughs> Together. I love Pluto. <laughs> That's love. the best. There's a whole channel for Bob Ross, okay? That's all I need to I know. Be better. That's all Between I need. that and the, the This Old House channel, I am right in my zen-centered best. Oh, my God. I put the Bob Ross channel on and then go to sleep. It's that relaxing. <laughs> Perfect. You get your beautiful clouds, your beautiful trees. Happy little trees. Just what you need to, to fall asleep. That's it. Happy little trees. I, uh... <laughs> exactly. And after you fall asleep, watching the bob ross channel don't wake up and kill your neighbors however if you're into that you can watch sleep walk kill starring bill rick written and directed by justin miller who has joined us and left us a hundred times poor guy (laughs) Uh, rest in peace justin (laughs) (laughs) relay my best wishes to him and tell him i just enjoyed this film it was a lot of fun Ah, thank you for your kind words, and I couldn't be more appreciative of your time this afternoon. It was lovely meeting you, and I th- I thank you again for for everything nice that you had to say because it it does it does it, we want to steal ourselves up and act like artists, but at the end of the day, it does feel nice when somebody likes your stuff. So thank you. Can't do it. Not my first time out anyway. Maybe on the fifth movie, I'll be open to some criticism, but this time I was just too uh too new. Yeah, exactly. And I'll I'll build up the confidence and then you can say it was lousy. But for now, thank you very much for the kind words. (laughs) Has your mom seen the film? She's already, she's texted me like three or four times this week. My aunt Lynn has texted me a bunch there. I think that part of this movie being out in the world is I'm not going to have control over which family members choose to watch it. And uh, I think that my mom has been given enough details that she's a uh, sh- she'll she'll know. Oh, that's not my baby that made that decision. Because <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't think I, I don't think Edgar does too many things untoward. So I think uh, I don't think I got too much to be scared about. And I uh, I think that heck if I if I'm lucky enough to have any more. Projects, they could be even worse than this one. So I hope Yeah, yeah, exactly. I hope she uh she watches it and and has uh something something to take away from it. I don't know. 
I'm curious because she she'll come through the the house and go, ooh, too spooky if I got a, a horror movie on. So I, I just hope she's able to make it through to the end without freaking out and uh, running to get my dad. Yeah, and the exorcist. <laughs> yes, yeah. Because well, it costs a lot to send an exorcist from Philly to Chicago. They're shipping and handling on a, on a priest is quite costly. So hopefully we can make it through that without her thinking that I need to be exercised. Well, at the very least, it'll make for an interesting Thanksgiving. Totally. Thank goodness it won't be this Thanksgiving. They'll have to remember it for a full year before I make it home again oh, uh, no. next November. Oh, she'll forget by then. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm hoping for. Well, Bill, you have a wonderful afternoon and evening, and thank you so much. Come back and talk to me again, okay? Uh, it would uh, very earnestly, it would be my pleasure. Like, I'd be super excited to, uh, to, to be your friend. <laughs> I'll follow you on Twitter and Instagram now, okay? <laughs> awesome. And I'll follow you back, and we'll stay in touch, and we'll talk again sometime. Well, have a great one. Thank you. You do the same. And thank you again for having me today. And, and on Justin's behalf, uh, it would sound like, but he'd be saying thank you. He just, you can't hear him because he's in the Poconos. <laughs> well, that's what he gets for going to the mountains, you know? <laughs> exactly. What good can come of that? And you're just asking for inspiration for your next horror film. That's all. That's exactly right. I'm hoping it'll strike and I hope that he'll, uh, he'll come out to Chicago to shoot it so I can be in it. There you go. All right. Well, Bill, have a nice night. You do the same and thank you again. Bye.